Good morning, and welcome to another edition of Ask BBB, the program that brings you information from and about businesses you can trust. Ask BBB features business owners and managers who share their experience and insights so that consumers are better informed about products and services they are contracting or purchasing. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. Later in the program, we're going to talk about the accreditation process and what it means to consumers and to businesses. But right now, the focus is on food. We'll learn that olive oil is much more than a salad dressing. And we'll put some pork on your fork at the barbecue. Our first guest this morning is Teresa Van Ray, co-owner of The Whole Pig. Welcome to Ask BBB, Teresa. Thanks, Lynn and Jim. It's great to be here today. Teresa, most farmers raise their pork and sell to a meat packer. Why did you and your family start the whole pig? So we've been farming for 37 and a half years now um, and always been pork producers uh, for my married life anyway at this point. Um, what ended up happening, we have always served our own pork uh, at our table, and we've got friends and neighbors. They'd always come over, and they'd go, what is that? And we'd go, well, that's a basic pork chop. And it got to, to we got to realizing that um, there was some information missing from the farm to the to the consumer, and that that they weren't um, weren't seeing the quality of pork that we were that was out there. So anyway, about a few a few years later, ten years ago, there was um, a downturn in the markets, and we'd seen the same price in the grocery store for pork, but we weren't receiving the same price. Um, at our at our uh, check there, and so we thought we'd try and capture some of that uh, that margin that was in there, and share the goodness of our healthy, great tasting pork with our consumers, and so that's how the whole pig was born. Now you mentioned quality, and yes. that there, there's a difference. Uh, what is the difference? So the difference is that this is our pork. And so a little bit about the process that we go through is that we sell our pigs to an Ontario-inspected processor, and then we buy back the pork cuts in the primals that we need to supply our store. And then this goes to a, a really high-end quality butcher, I like to say the best in Ontario, Metzger Meats in Hensel. And what they do is a vacuum pack and flash freeze the product that we've asked them to uh, to make. So they've got so then when you get a pork chop this week and next week, it'll be the same size, the same quantity. It'll quality. Um, it'll be the same size, same quality um, that you can be guaranteed that you're getting every week. What is uh, CQA, and why should that mean anything to the consumer? Ah, CQA is a very um, it's an on farm food safety and animal care program that all farms in Canada that uh, that sell um, federally that um, that are um, certified to do. So this just guarantees to our consumer that the pork that's on your plate is healthy as well as it's been raised in, with high standards, the high, high Canadian standards. And that's respected worldwide, isn't it? It sure is. We are, just as a little tidbit, in Canada, um, our pork is 70% of our pork produced here is exported. So um, it is, and it's really, really well respected in a lot of the countries. And that, that goes to a lot to say who we are in, in our industry. Teresa, are there some products that we should know a little more about? Well, first off, pork. I'd like everybody to know that pork is healthy, great tasting, easy to cook, and protein-packed. And that, and the reason, I know you asked about certain products, but that's one of the things that we've found since we started the whole pig, that there's been a misunderstanding that pork is not a healthy food. 
So we're um, like, I can just show you pictures of our family and you'll know that they've ate pork since they can chew so that they're, that it is a very, very healthy, uh, healthy, healthy product. But some of the things that maybe differentiate us um, is that our bacon, for one, is dry cured, which means that there's no added water. So what you're buying is actual pork and, and you're not buying weight in water. Um, the sausages that we have are all gluten-free, which is great if you're a celiac, but it also tells you as a consumer that what you're buying is is just pork. There's no fillers and that kind of thing in there. And then we have a couple of really um, fast food things like fully cooked pulled pork and fully cooked um, ribs and this kind of stuff. So that it kind of makes the the, the fun of, of cooking the pork and the quality of it all. Like, for example, the fully cooked pulled pork, each serving is 32 grams of meat protein. So when you're running to that soccer game, you just whip it on. It's 20 minutes from freezer to fork. And you've got the kids all ready to hit those those goals out there. When it comes to ordering from the whole pig, we noticed you have a special package called the Ainihutu or the I have no idea what to order order. Why did you design this package? So that, again, is uh, understanding um, everybody will, has bought uh, halves and holes of, of beef in this. And with the pork, um, what we've done is we just took a whole a whole pig and we've divided divided it up that when you order an Ainihutu, I have no idea what to order, order, you get a little bit of everything. And that gives you the opportunity that you can have pork. Uh, you can actually have pork three times a day and seven days a week and not have the same product. And it's it's such there's such variety out there. It's kind of a really cool thing to do. And plus, when you put this in your freezer, you have quality butcher quality um, products in there, and they're so easy to prepare that you can just have your meals done in a flash. How large is the order? Do we need to have a large chest uh, freezer to be able to buy and store your product? So that was one of my first mistakes is I thought everybody would have a chest freezer in London, Ontario. Not (laughs) the case. So yeah, basically we found out that their freezers were their fridge freezers. And we now, you can, uh, like a quarter of a Ainihutu would be like one milk crate size. But you can order one pork chop or two pork chops, like one package has two pork chops in it. One uh, one pound of uh, of sausage has four links in it, that kind of stuff. So there's uh, family quality quantity. You can buy boxes of stuff too. Or there's that individual that just wants to have their individual meals too. Do you do regular deliveries or are they weekly, monthly? How do we get our orders? So two two ways. We'd love you to come to the farm. So we're open Monday to Friday, 9 to 5. And on Saturdays, we're open from 9 to 1. And if you want to pre-order, just give us a call. The other thing is we do make orders to London and surrounding areas, usually on a once every two week basis to do it. And um, so if you've got a, and if the order's large enough, we make special uh, special uh, deliveries that way too. You do speaking and cooking demonstrations. <laughs> what happens at these events, Teresa? And, and how would an organization arrange to have you there to speak? So if you haven't noticed, I speak quite fast and a lot. I love sharing the information about pork and about farming in general because I have a few advocates in my in my family. Um, what you do is you just go online, uh, give me a call. Um, we What we end up doing then is I will come. I can give a cooking demonstration, like I can show you how to cook up a tenderloin and make a tenderloin parmesan or whatever. And as we're speaking there, I will talk about the quality of the product, what this can do and how it fits into a healthy meal. When uh, we also do strictly um, conversations about farming 
And um, what we do now, we're into precision farming, which means that everything, all our tractors and that are GPS in this, so that we would love to show uh, individuals how we are environmentally friendly and uh, how agriculture now is, is just it's a great business to be in, and so it's a great way of life. If they have you out to speak, they get the whole story. They will get the whole story from <laughs> uh, soup to nuts or pork to garlic to uh, wheat. Well, thanks for telling us this portion of the story this morning, Teresa. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Linda. This is Ask BBB, and we've been talking with Teresa Van Ray, co-owner of The Whole Pig, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. Search the BBB directory under Meat Retailer, and you'll find them. We'll take a brief break, and when we return, we'll learn all the things we need to know about olive oil. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with co-host Linda Smith, who is the CEO and president of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. Olive oil has been a staple in most households for as long as we can remember. But in recent years, people have taken a greater interest in olive oil, and its popularity has expanded. That has resulted in the establishment of retail outlets that specialize in olive oils and associated products. This morning, we welcome the owner of one of those specialty outlets to learn more about olive oils. Missy Haggerty is the owner of Olive Me & Co. in Hyde Park here in London, Ontario. Missy, welcome to Ask BBB. Thank you for having me, Linda and Jim. Missy, what is the first question people usually ask about olive oil? Or put another way, what is the first thing we should know about olive oil? So I would probably say uh, that question's twofold. So the number one question we get is, what is the difference between your olive oil or retail store's olive oil and the grocery store products? Um, and then the second question we always get is, you can't cook with olive oil, right? <laughs> <laughs> so to answer the first question... Um, a lot, probably over 90% of olive oil on grocery store shelves wouldn't pass lab testing for certification for extra virgin olive oil. A lot of the product on grocery store shelves is very old olive oil. Um, the health benefits have gone out of it and deteriorated. Um, it's often cut with other types of oils uh, to create the product, essentially. So when you're thinking of olive oil, you need to think about fresher the better to get the health benefits. Um, If you're purchasing old olive oil, then you're not going to get those benefits with it. And then when it comes to cooking, um, that's another sort of myth um, that you can't cook with olive oil, that it will smoke and burn. Uh, Good quality current harvest olive oil will actually stand up to deep frying. So you mentioned extra virgin. What what is actually meant then by extra virgin olive oil? Because uh, the, even the stuff we see in the grocery stores is is labeled extra virgin. So we Canada is currently cracking down on labeling, which is really nice, and they're actually cracking down on a lot of the products on store shelves and actually testing it um, to make sure that what they're marketing it it actually does qualify. Uh, you can get fined as well with it. Um, so extra virgin just denotes it's the highest quality of olive oil. The other grades are virgin olive oil and what is called lampante, which is uh, actually a French term. And it was the worst quality olive oil and was actually used to fill lamps um, in the olden days. And that's how they ran their lamps. So how can we help consumers uh, know if they're purchasing quality olive oil? You want to know that um, you want to know things like the harvest date 
you want to know that it has some sort of certification behind it. Um, there's a lot of companies that have their own labs um, that will certify olive oils. We actually have a third party, which is the COOC, uh, certifies our olive oil before it comes into Canada. It's called the California Olive Oil Council. And the reason why we go by their standards is their standards are actually higher than international standards of what can be labeled as extra virgin olive oil. Um, we're currently the only company in Canada to have that seal on our bottles. Um, so customers can know that they're buying with confidence, that it has been lab tested, it has been sensory evaluated um, to meet the highest standards for extra virgin olive oil. So the olive oil you uh, handle comes from California. Yes. Well, what are some of the countries that produce olive oil and, and how distinct is the oil from the different sources? It's actually incredibly distinct. So um, we have a really great producer that we deal with in California who's actually Canadian. She's from Toronto. Um, so it's quite lovely to have worked with her throughout this process. And a lot of her olive oils have actually won some of the international awards. Uh, we also do bring in select olive oils over the course of the year from other countries that have a, won awards in competition as well. So it just kind of depends on the year. Um, but we get the bulk of our product out of California. But there is a difference. Um, so an example is Spanish olive oils. Spanish olive oils are noted to be more butterier in taste and texture so and more mild and fruity. So a lot of people will use those in baking and things like that because they like that buttery taste. Mm -hmm. Then you can get go to South Africa where you get more of a bitter, more pungent olive oil. So it, that, where it comes from actually does play a huge factor. There's over 2,000 different types of olives, so every olive oil is going to taste different. All of me and co hosts tasting parties, much like wine tasting. How can people arrange a tasting party and what should they expect? They're actually a lot of fun. <laughs> So there's a couple of ways that we do it. Um, we've recently started, we have done uh, one event last month, and we're going to do a, some other events with Luscious Wines. So they come on site, and we do wine tasting uh, with them. We also have large platters of food, and we actually go through more of an in-depth process about pairing olive oil and wine with your foods. Um, it's a set fee. We only sell so many tickets. Um, once they're gone, they're gone. Um, the other way that we've had a lot of businesses do it as sort of a corporate event and things is we'll do private ones and we do wine, olive oil and food. And we have a couple of restaurant partners that we also work with that have set menus. So you can kind of tailor what you want to serve for the evening. So it's like olive oil pairing. Yeah, it, yeah, essentially that's what it is. And it's actually a lot of fun because people who are foodies um, want to know, you know, how to pair their wine with their food. and Olive oil is no different. What are some of the different ways then that olive oil is used besides uh, in salads and, and sautéing? <laughs> so this is actually one of the most popular questions we get. Um, just by the sheer amount of different types of olive oils and balsamic vinegars that we have. So people just automatically think salad dressing or bread dipping usually. But you can actually use them as a meat marinade. Um, I use them, so an example is our Italian herb olive oil, which has basil, rosemary, and oregano pressed into it. I use that one on pasta instead of a sauce. 
I can find, I'm somebody who finds pasta quite heavy and just using the olive oil as a sauce and then just putting some Roma tomatoes, basil and Parmesan cheese on it. It's perfect. Um, as I said, you can bake with olive oil. Um, we actually have a butter flavored olive oil that you can bake with as well. And we also have our Spanish Arbequina. Uh, you can make barbecue sauces with it. Uh, the list goes on. We You can make cocktails with some of the balsamic vinegars. We have loads of recipes on our website. <laughs> and are there health benefits to using olive oil? Obviously, there's a lot of health benefits. It actually reduces your risk of type 2 diabetes. It's got... Um, monounsaturated fats, which is really great for your heart and inflammation in the body. It's notorious for reducing inflammation in the body. It also protects against heart disease. And we have a lot of our customers, um, we have a high polyphenol count olive oil that will, they will actually take a tablespoon a day for arthritis. Missy, you've uh, just scratched the surface, I uh, imagine, uh, when it comes to talking olive oil. And if people want to know more, they can go to your website or... Uh, perhaps visit you at the the store in Hyde Park. Yes, we have our store in Hyde Park, and we also have our store in the Western Fair Market, and we're going to be opening a storefront with Mark's Fine Meats in the Covent Garden Market in August. All right, we'll watch for that. Well, thanks for being here this morning. Thank you for having me. This is Ask BBB, and Missy Haggerty, owner of All of Me & Co., has been our guest. All of Me & Company is an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. And if you want to know more about the company and its products, look them up in the BBB directory. And when we return after a brief break, we'll talk about accreditation, how a company earns and maintains accreditation, and what it means for consumers. And we're back. I'm Jim Swan with Linda Smith, the CEO and President of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. Linda, the guests that we feature each week on Ask BBB are businesses accredited by the Better Business Bureau. So this morning we want to talk about how those companies qualify for accreditation, how they maintain it, and what that means for consumers. Yes, and it's information I'm always pleased to share. In fact, it's information that is always available on the BBB website at BBB.org. If a business has been accredited by the BBB, it means BBB has determined that the business meets accreditation standards, which include a commitment to make a good faith effort to resolve any consumer complaints. And of course, accredited businesses represent every category of endeavor that's possible. It's very diverse. But how does a company earn accreditation and what does that mean to the consumer? You mentioned that the BBB makes sure the business meets accreditation standards. What are some of the accreditation standards, Linda? The Code of Business Practices represents sound advertising, selling, and consumer service practices that enhance customer trust and confidence in a business. The Code of Business Practices is built on eight principles. The first is to build trust. A business does that, first of all, by having been in business for at least six months. We check that they have all the licensing needed in their category, plus a number of other factors that are part of trust, including agreeing to work with the BBB and consumers if there is a dispute. I guess that's where the motto we close every program with comes from. Start with trust. And part of building that trust is adhering to the other principles. Advertise honestly. Tell the truth. Be transparent. Honor promises. Be responsive safeguard privacy, and embody integrity. Linda, on the BBB website, each of those principles is expanded with criteria that outline the things a business needs to do to meet the commitment to that principle that you've mentioned. 
Yes, and in the area of advertising, BBB has developed a code of advertising that businesses agree to abide by as well. What is the process for a business to gain BBB accreditation? A business can apply to the BBB. First, call the office at 519-673-2222 or visit the website at bbb.org. There is a tab to click to apply. As well, BBB researches the marketplace and we extend invitations to companies and businesses that appear to meet our criteria. In addition, consumers who have had a positive experience with a business might recommend that we invite them to apply for accreditation. Can you walk us through what happens once a business makes that application? The application they complete gathers information about the company and includes copies of all the government registration requirements such as incorporation numbers and evidence of the size of company and so on. The applications are reviewed by the Accreditation Review Committee and if the company or business meets all of our requirements, it will be approved. The process usually takes about a month. We know that's a great advantage for the consumers. What about the business? There are several resources and tools the businesses will have access to once they're accredited. The business is listed in the accredited business directory where they can build their profile and showcase their products and services. And of course, they can proudly display the BBB seal that adds credibility and helps the business stand out from others. And that's our time for this week, Linda. We want to thank everybody for listening to Ask BBB. Remember, you can always contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBBWesternONT. Until next time, I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember, ask BBB. And start with trust.